0: Okay, we're doing Daf Dalid. We're going to be starting from the bottom Mishnah here on Kimmel Ahmed base. So the Mishnah says. Yesterday we learned that we're not going to take any collateral from Nushm, um Kitanim, and the reason was because they don't; they're not obligated. So even though they're so so, therefore the, that we're not going to force them to to pay. But even though we said we don't force them to pay, that doesn't mean that does not mean that we can't accept if they do choose to pay. Then we would accept. So that's the point of the Mishnah. Not everyone that we don't force does that mean we push away. We would still accept a payment from them. However, if a guy or a kusi, remember the kusim are other people, we were placed in, the, in, in, in Israel after the ten Shvatim were exiled. So Sanchev put, put these new people in, the kusim, and they converted because of lions. And we're not sure if their conversion was valid. So they have some sort of hazy status. We'll see more in the Gemara. So the kusim, We won't accept from them or the Goyim. Not only is it not the shackle that we take, we don't take the shackle from them, we also don't take any obligations. Let's say they would be bringing all sorts of pairs of birds or zav, zav, zava, yoledes sin offerings, guilt offerings, all these types of things we wouldn't accept. And the idea is that anything which is an optional type of carbon, like an ola, and Ola is a type of carbon which we would accept from them. But if it's not at that type, if it's something is an obligation, we don't accept from them. We cannot, we cannot do such a thing. And as the Mishra started off also, we, don't, we would never accept from them the shekel. We have this very famous passage from Ezra, where Ezra says, it's not. We're not, gonna, we're not gonna, you're not going to build the foundations of our home. And Ezra's talking really to mainly to the Kusim, who were there. The Kusim were present. They, didn't, they weren't really exiled above. Them. And Ezra comes back, and uh, there's a lot of issues with the Kusim a lot of politics there with the with the with the Persians and the Kusim. So eventually we get that statement that it's not for you to build debates on Mikdash. So therefore that is a, now serves as a source for us that we don't accept from them all these following things. It says Mishmayelu Mishma, kavan. These following people are having common. So kavan is a big silk. We're going to learn more about it on base. But basically besides for paying your half a shekel your biblical half a shekel, which, by the way, in the Mishnah's times was just a currency of a full shekel. And remember that, that the icker isn't so much that you're paying, you know, a half shekel coin. The point is that everyone's giving the same amount. Um, But in the Basimikdosh, in the original times in the Mishkan, it was... um, was a half shackle, But in the Mishnah's times, they were giving a shekel. Um, they were giving one shekel. But at any rate, so they would have to add a cow bone as well. There's an idea that you pay a little extra payment that you add to it. So the question is why you do it. So we're going to see a whole, whole thing. But just for right now, very quickly to understand the Chachamim say that it's, the idea is because it's at a premium. The half shekel is at a premium. So therefore, whenever you're paying, you have to, you have to make, so if you give the half shackle, good. Fine, you give giving the thing. But if you're not giving it, if you're giving something not in the form of the premium coin, but not in the most, you know, the demand is going to be higher. If you're giving it not in the coin, in the form of the currency, which is the highest, so then you have to add on a little bit to cover the, uh, the premium that the base Hamikdash lost out on. That's the concept of Chayichi of according to the Chachamim. And according to Remeir, we're going to see actually the Khi of is a daraisa. Dar- just to make sure that you've given the right amount, just to make sure that, like there's no, there's not like a small amount that's missing in the imperfection of the coin that you're giving. So you always have to give Kabbalan no, mat, no, mat, no, no matter what. So again, the Chachamim, the idea of a Kabbalanism is a dar- banan, and it's a Dara to make sure because the Debesi Mithras shouldn't lose out on that premium value that there's associated with the coin that's in higher demand. So according to Rabban and the chiyav is whenever you're paying not in the form of that currency itself which is the highest and again let's just say in the, in the Mishnah's times you're not giving a shekel um, so then you have to add on the khalom according to mayor, even when you are giving a shekel even then when you're giving that, that, that coin and you give the premium they're still stomp it's a chiyav kabban to so be covered, make sure the currency is full so these following people are obligated to pay the kabban the anyone who's chayav the idea is anyone who's chayav to pay when they pay, then then, then they're, the, the, they have to add on the small payment as well. They have to add on the Kaaba. I've khanim but not for the khanim, the women, the slaves, are the, are, are, are the katanim. Since they're not chayav, so even if even though we say we accept from them, but we're not going to say, hey, where's your kavod? In other words, we're accepting from them just because we're not going to reject them. But since there's no chiv, they don't have to give the kabun. The kabun is only for the people who have to give. Kohanim is mentioned in the list, even though we learned yesterday Kohanim is machlokas hanam. It might mean, according to the Tana, that Kohanim is pater, or it might mean Kohanim. Since we learned yesterday that we don't force, we never take a collateral from them, so maybe we don't. We don't. We're not machayv them to give a kavon either. We're more lenient. Now the Mishnah explains a little bit more. Ashoka de coin. So therefore, I'm giving a shekel for a coin as well. So again, when the Mishnah, the Mishnah says a shekel, always that's really the half shekel of the Torah. So that was what they usually gave in the Mishnah's times was a shekel. So two, so two in the, in the in the Mishnah's times used to be called a selah. Okay, so that and so that that, that one sella of the Mishnah. Is, 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 is a shekel of the Torah. So if you have to give a half a shekel of the Torah, you'll give one shekel in the Mishnah's times. So here we're talking about somebody. So here we're talking um, that someone is giving a whole shekel. It means a bit like a biblical shekel. He's giving one for him and one for the Kohen. I de Isha, or one for him and one for the woman in these cases you potter from paying the kaban so typically if you would be paying for two people and shelling out the cash for somebody else so you're giving the base of makedash a, a coin which has less premium you're giving them again let's say in the base of times the half shekel will have the highest premium that's the highest in demand so you're giving a full shekel for two people that would be like your textbook case where you get a kaban but since here you're also paying for people who are exempt so therefore you don't have to pay from paying the cobbler. since these people aren't you have to pay the half shekel to start with so their payment are not going to be machay of are not going to be machay of a cowbone. That's the idea, that's the idea of what's going on here. Um, it's like whenever the half shekel that you're giving is more like a gift to somebody else as opposed to a loan to somebody else, which they're obligated to pay, then there's not going to be a din of a cowbone payment. However, now we learn more of like the rule. If let's say you're giving a whole shekel for, on behalf of you and behalf of your friend, again, a biblical shekel, in the times when you gave a half shekel, so you're giving a full shekel to cover you and your friend. So what are you really doing? You're loaning. It's, it's a loan. That's essentially what it is. So therefore, there's going to be, you're giving the base of Mikdash a coin, which has less, doesn't have, is it, which is missing like the high demand. The high, the, there's more value in a certain sense to the half shekel, to having two half shekels and having one shekel, because the half shekels are at a premium at this time. So that's the case where you're going to add the kablon. So then you're going to have to pay one kablon. So it sounds like that's the Ravonan's view. The robot view is that if you give a half shekel, you're good to go. But if you're paying together with somebody else or giving the base measure a coin that has less value, that's where you tack on the bone, and That's the robund opinion. And again, we're going to see Rabbi Mayor's opinion is different in Caleb. Rabbi Mayor Omer, shte So You have to pay two cobblings. Rebe mayor holds that no matter what, whenever you contribute a half a shekel, you have to add on a cabin as well. Stami holds says a dinner rise, you pay the half shackle, you have to give the cobbler. So when two people are joining here in the uh in the cella that and now each are giving the half before before they each have to pay they each have to pay the Kaaba. and we'll see where a mayor comes from in the gemara okay then the Mishnah says another thing. I know Saint Selah, Shekel. Now we're going to the Mishnah's times where you pay a shekel. It's a little confusing. We jump back and forth. It's very, like, are you paying a half shekel? Are you paying a shekel? But again, in the Torah, you pay a half shekel. In the Mishnah, you pay a shekel. It was just different, you know, value to it. So here in the Mishnah's time, someone is giving a Selah. Selah is worth two shekels. And what he's doing is he's getting change Vinoto Shekels. He's taking a shekel back for himself and change. So he's giving one. He's, he's giving a Selah to the base of Mikdash and taking back a shekel. In that case, chayav shekhalon. It's exactly chayav two kavonot. So we'll have to see why it's chayav two. It's one makes sense, even according to our can believe one. Why? Because he's giving the base of mikdash instead of giving them the higher, the higher demand coin of giving them the shekel, which everybody's giving. He's giving them the seller and wanting, and he's taking back the thing of higher demand. So he has to give a kavon. You would hear that? But why does he have to give two kavonot? This is only like Rabbi mayor that you have to pay for the premium for, for that. From our mayor. you could have like both perspectives. You have to pay the kavon for the extra, for they give the extra value, and still there's a din to a Is that what's going on? So we'll see. In the gemar why you're giving to. The final halacha here, ashoka yate anibai de. Shekino, if somebody's giving a shekel for either for a poor person who wouldn't be able to pay or a neighbor, like you know, not, not like lending him the money, just like a you know, just to be a nice guy and paying for my neighbor also. But they have an era of someone in his town, again, just to be nice, then potter. The idea is, since you're doing more of like an act of chesed than an act of chiv to pay, the rabbanim are not a It's like a leniency. They only mechayev to pay when you're like loaning the money for somebody else. if you actually lent it to them, then chayev. Then you do have to pay the then you, pay, you do have to pay the kavon. Now, the Mishnah says, Akhenosh, <laughs> if you have brothers, who are partners. Meaning, they inherited their father's estate. So, what's the rule? When they're chayv, the Kabbalah, and if they're chayv to pay the Kabbalah, which we're going to see in the Gemara, what that case is, then they're pateh from Maizah However, if they're chayv to take off the Maizah B'Hemah, they're going to be pateh from Kabbalah. So, the Gemara will elaborate this, but there's going to be two different ways Yerusha can be. You can either not divide it. You can either just divide it randomly, or you can, um, or you can actually, like, become partners in it again. And we're gonna see there's two different types of owners, before division, after division, and we'll, see, we're, we'll have to elaborate in the Gemara, but we're gonna see some relationship. There's a situation when they can now take from the estate for all of them, and be, there won't be a chi of and when there's not a chi of Ka'bon, they're gonna be chayv and ma'isar from this state, and then you got a case where they're part from a ma'isar and then a and Ka'bon. So we'll have to see what the nature of that relationship between ma'isar behehima and Ka'bon is, and what the case is in these uh, inheritors from their father's estate. That will be elaborated upon in the Gemara how much is a kalman? So, How much more are you adding? What is this So, of to So according to Rabbi Meir, it's a, it's a half a ma. So a ma is a sixth of a dinner. A dinner is a half of a shekel. And again, the shekel is a half a salad. So one ma comes out is a twelfth of a shekel. One twenty-fourth of a Sela. So Rabbi Meir is saying that the the Ka'ban is a ma, so it comes out how much is that? That's the twelfth of the shackle. According to Rabbanan, that it's a half of a ma, so that would be one twenty fourth of the shackle. So it's a little bit of difference here, obviously, between Rabbi Meir and the Chachamim. And again, it kind of it kind of makes sense that according to Rabbi Meir it's a rise, according to Rabbanan Rab- it's just the Chachamim, and we'll see more again in the Gemara. Okay, so the first rule was that even if a child wants to. If, even though we don't, we're not mamashkin, a child. Uh, we said, Nashim avod muktanim, If they do give, then we allow, we allow them to give. Like, we accept it. So the Gemara says, ain't tovin. It says, even though we don't take collateral. So if you don't, we say they don't take collateral, it sounds like we do demand that they pay. I'm sorry, ain't tovin. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm a little bit down. The Mishnah is saying to demand from them, we do not. In other words, it sounds like we do not, right? That's the idea. Uh, we we would not necessarily demand. The Mishnah could have said, even though we said we don't take collateral, we demand that we you know we we go over to them. We not take collateral, but the Mishnah didn't say that. The Mishnah just said Im If they if they gave, we accept it. That's what it sounds like. So says the Gemara. Here you're saying that we demand that that. But in the previous Mishnah was Mahash- was Mashma that we demanded from them. We made an inference in the Mishnah later. The Mishnah before that we would even demand it. And here it's myash, but we don't demand. So, which is it with these Katanim? Are we just not taking collateral but demanding? Or are we not demanding either and just accepting it if they give? Which one is it? And we kind of said this yesterday that it depends how old he is. In the previous was where he was a Gaddle, he was, a Godot, he was a Bar Mitzvah Boy, just he wasn't 20. There, we don't take collateral, but we do demand. There's a chiyof, midirah v'anim, where of a bar mitzvah to pay. However, in our mission, on Kanshal O'Shay where he's less, he's not even bar mitzvah, and there we do not demand at all, just the din is, that if he does pay, we do not turn him away. Okay, anachir v'hakusi. Then we said the guy and the kusi, we do not accept the half from them. And so then we said we don't accept any chiyuvim and karbanos from them as well. So now the Gemara says, Rabbi Tifter, command The Mishnah clearly holds that a Kusi is considered a guy from the fact that if you, you know a guy sins, we're not accepting a karban and all these chiyuvim. We see that he must be considered to be a guy. This Balgam, but the truth is, it's really Machlokas. We have one Tanakusi Nacher, Divrei Rabbi, that a Kusi is considered a Nachri, The conversion was never good. Amar Kusi, will Kusi is considered to be like a Jew. So our Mishnah must go like Rabbi says, a Kusi. He can't give to the half shekel, and he also can't bring any chiyuvim like a chatos because of the fact that he's considered like a guy. That's the understanding. So the Gemara says back, B'lazar B'lazar says, no. The Mishnah that said we're not makabal, the of chiyuv is only talking about a guy, a kusim lo, but not for kusim. Meaning the Mishnah made two points. We don't accept the half shekel from kusim or from gaiim. That's true for everybody. And the idea is, because even if kusim are like Jews, but we're not makabal, the, the, the shekel from them because of that pasik in Ezra, that it's not for you to build, you know, it's not for you to build the, uh, the base of Mikdash We don't want any of their contributions. It was like a disgrace to the Bates of Mikdash I And mean, that was like a special din in not accepting the half shekel. But in regards to their chiyuvim Rabbi Lazar was saying, our mission holds they are Jews. And if they have a chiuvim, then they, we, they do bring carbon, We would accept it. And the mission, which is saying, which went on to say that we don't accept all chiyuvim was only talking about gayim. So we have like the ratia and the safe. And the ratia talking about shekel is even from, Kusim. But the for talking about other all, all other mandatory Chiyuvim was only on Goyim, but not for Kusim because Kusim are actually Jewish. And now we bring this point that we see that we are Makabal Kamaras, Betanik Chayin, Adam is a ger. And when the Pasuk says in Parshish Adam Karban, it includes that even a ger, we even a ger brings a carbon Mikam lotius a Mummer. That it comes to exclude a Mummer, someone who has like heretical issues, that he's a, he's a heretic, he doesn't um, he doesn't believe in the stuff. He's a mummer, so there we don't want to have Carbonos in them. So what do we see? We see that gerim are allowed to bring Carbonos. So kusim, if they are valid gerim, then uh, they could bring Carbonos. Shmuel so I think says a little elsewhere that you know the, the kusim Mamish keep the Torah, like he's very into it. So according to this is a view, according to this perspective, they would be allowed to bring carbonos.: So yeah, yeah, it's a great, it's an interesting point. Yeah, I guess the idea would be the mission was saying a regular ger Sadak or even Makabal shaka. And then the mission would be saying, kusi, We're not makabal the Shekel. Because again, there is a special halacha that everybody's going to agree to that the Kusi were not Makabo the Shekel from, which goes back to Ezra's time, that we didn't want them to build the house. It was a disgrace. They wanted, actually got in the way. They tried to stop the way something goes. So we don't accept the Shekel from them. The question is whether the next line in the mission, I guess, the Chiyuve Karbanos supplies or not. And that's where Ebbalazar is saying that we would accept from them. So the Gemara says Masisa pli ga Rablazer. The Mishnah itself is a Kashan Rablazer because the Mishnah said in Mikavim Yal Nekinis Zavim Zavos. So who is the Mishnah talking about? You want to say he's only talking about a guy? You think they could care less about Zav and Zava? They don't know anything about it. So there's never going to be a case where a guy is bringing Kinis Zavim Zavos. Obviously, who is the Mishnah talking about? It must be the Mishnah talking about a kusim. A guy would never bring such a thing. It's just ludicrous. So it has to be talking about a kusim. So if it's talking about a kusim, so you see that we're not makabal to them. And it must be that we hold, not like Rabbi Lazarus, we hold like we were saying before, that kusim are gayim, and that's why we're not makabal carbonos. So the Gemara says... So what do you want to say? So what do you want to say? The ratio is only talking about Gaim. The ratio is he's talking about Gaim, I'm sorry, as well, but it says, the, 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 the shekel from them. But then Seifa, that we don't accept the Karbonos, is only Goyim, that's only talking about kusim. So that's also strange. It seems that the primary point we were making was that we're not from Goyim. And then you move on only to kusim. That's also strange. However right, you look at it, it's strange. So the Gemara says, no, that's not so strange. Okay, no, that makes sense. The initial part of the Mishnah was talking about Gaim as well. And part of the Mishnah was only talking about kusim. So it actually comes out that it looks like the Gemara is favoring the interpretation that Kusim are, the Mishnah in the second part is talking about Kusim. And the Kusim are, gay, are like Gayim, but they do keep the Torah on some level. So that's what the Mishnah was saying. What if I had a Zav or a Zav who was a Kusi who brought a Karba? It seems strange the Mishnah would talk about that if they were Gayim. They probably couldn't care less about Zavim and Zavim's So actually, the Mishnah probably is talking about Kusim, and the Mishnah is saying that we wouldn't accept it from them because they're, they're considered like Gayim. So it actually, that's the way it comes out. We actually like that shot better, that our Mishnah holds Kusim. Are are considered like I. Okay, so now the Gamar explains this idea that we're not makabel. We're not Mikabal, uh, it's Shekel from Kusim and Gaim. So, Amar Ab Yochan when the base of was being built in Mikabal that's where there's a din in the, in the foundations, you know, the being built there, you don't accept for them. Nothing like distinct or just a general donation. Because that's the known of this possible. It's not for you to build, right? That's the source of the thing where it all comes from. You don't build the base of Mekdash. Once the base of was already built, then Mikabal Abashim, we would accept something that's not a distinct item, a distinct item that they're going to gloat about. It's a disgrace that We're going to have their thing that we don't. But if it's just a general donation, we would accept from them. The only thing we have a problem with is something distinct. So, according to Rabbi Yochanan, once the base of Megdush is built, we would accept general donations from Gentiles. We don't accept anything from them. We never accept any donations for the base of And it's just a new din from this place that it applies even after the base of is already built says the Gemara Kasher Rabbi Yochanan Masisa Rabbi Yochanan. This bar says a kashan, Rabbi Yochanan. It says Mekavim Haktishin a dava by the Kabbais. We don't accept in the goyim um, a Haktish or an adava to the bar the So the b'risa is so not being machalic between whether it's the beginning or the end. Dover Dover it's just as mashmah We don't accept anything, anything from them. So it's against Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan said that there are times that you could, as long as it's not a Daver Masiyim, a general donation, you could accept. After the base of dish was built. So the Kamara answers. You could say one of two things. You could say. You could say it's talking. Whether it's the beginning or the end. But we're talking about donating a specific item. And that we don't. It's like a disgrace to have. You know. Everyone's going to call it. The guys. The guy's candelabra, the guy's, you know, plaque, that we don't want to have, or, or we could, but a general donation would be okay. Or a second answer, mm-hmm. the memory of the bride is only talking about when the base of mikdash was is being built, even just general money, if you take him to get rid of, you cannot accept it from the guy. So bottom line is, yomalch, 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 once the base of mikdash is up, is up, do we accept general, general donations? Says and we are now according to Rish Lakesh, Rish Lakesh said, Faith myself in the beginning, and Imkalam, we don't accept it all. We don't accept anything. That was Rish Lakesh's view. So Masni Sa, a Mishnah, please Rashman Lakesh is a kasha for him. Titan, it says in this Mishakosh, everyone agrees that Gayim can make donate things, and they could be the subject of donated things. So there's a conscience of Rishman Lakish. Lakish is saying. We don't accept donations. So what's the pashab shah they could donate? Pasher, it means donate like money. So they could donate money. So you see, we could. So the like Kumar says, no, pashab laba ola. Do- donating things that we need. They, we don't. We we cannot accept from them. It just means they could vow to bring a carbon ola because that's something which is not. It is not a disgrace. Remember the whole din of lola chav is that we shouldn't be accepting their donation based on Mekdash. But here to bring an ola a carbon that everybody agrees a guy can bring. So the machlok is about just like if they give us cash, can we can we use it? But in terms of the if they want to, it's not a of an, an, uh, an optional carbon there, everybody would agree that they could. Says the gemara. So necha nodrin. Ola, that makes sense. Nodrin, that they could vow an ola, but nidrin ola lo. What does it make sense that they could be the the, the nidrin, the subject of a, a, a neder? What does that mean? There's no such thing. What, what, what would a Jew say that you, a guy has to, that a guy has to bring a carbon ola? That doesn't make sense. There's no effect to that. So how in the world does that make sense? Clearly, we're talking about cash donations where we're saying either where, where, where it makes sense that we could say that they are the subject in, in the sense of what the what the value is, but it doesn't make any sense to say. That uh, so they're going to be the subject of a, of a carbon ola. Oh, so, what does that mean? So, the case was the Jew said, I'm going to bring an ola. Whatever that guy said is also on me. So, that's what he means. He's the subject. He's the subject, I mean, he continues what the yid was Machaiv to himself. Now, the guy takes upon himself as well. That's what we we're referring to. So, he's being Machaiv himself to bring the vow that someone else said. So, that's like describing him. He's like a nidder, he's like the subject of this donated vow, but in the Hanami, it does not mean that we accept cash. We never accept cash from the guy for the for the upkeep the, the of Mikdash. Rather, we mean, in this case, that he's bringing only a carbon ola. Okay, fine. So now what did we just say? We just said when the mission was saying that he could make a vow, it doesn't mean cash, it only means a carbon ola. But says the Gemara, we could still have a kasha, because what happens when you bring a carbon ola of Enum even in Isn't he certainly going to bring the wine libations? That's Talafa. Accompanying a carbon ola, you bring wine libations. Now, when you bring wine libations, you bring your mincha with flour. So there's a halacha that sometimes is a little bit extra. That's what happens. You donate it, you don't gain perfect, perfect amount of flour, sometimes a little bit extra. What do the Beis Amikdash do with the extra? What do we do with it? There was a special fund. All the surplus, the extra flour and the mincha, they would, they would use it to buy new kelim for the base mikdash. So imagine a guy brings a carbon ola and he brings his mincha together with it. He brings his mincha and I mean, there's a little bit extra flour. What are you going to end up doing with the money? They would end up going and buying klishari. So what do we See Nimsa, maybe Davashina It's gonna cause that eventually that uh, he's bringing something, the most under to the base of Mikdush, which is extra. So we got Kash and According to Rish Lakish, that we can't accept any donations for the guy for the object of the base of Mikdash. So how are you saying that we're allowed to bring a carbon Ola? Even that should be forbidden. Because when he comes to Ola, he's going to come with his When he comes with Nisakum, there might be an extra. If there might be an extra, we're going to use it for our fund to buying the Klishari, so it should be forbidden. So the Gemara says, basically the answer is that's not what the guy is intending to do. We see now They could be the subject of an Erichin, Vahchin, and they can make Erichin, the What are we gonna do with it? When they when, what do we do with Erachin money? We take it and we use it for the for the for the But how could a guy do that? What's the answer? Must be whatever you say there the answer is the guy doesn't know what we're going to do with the money when a guy pledges and he thinks we're going to go like let it like bring a carbon from it or something he doesn't know that what we do with it is use it for the upkeep so therefore it's allowed we say it's as if it comes by itself the guy just pledges the, the, the and he has no clue what, where it's going to go he thinks it's going for a carbon we end up taking for the medical advisor so he's just trying to bring his carbon Ola it happens to be that we the carbonola he just has some extra stuff he has some extra nesachim that comes with the extra nesachim that comes we end up having having it for our fund of the klisharis that doesn't throw off him using uh, but that doesn't throw it off. So basically, the idea is that when we don't accept carbonos from the from the gentiles for the upkeep of the base of mikdash, it's only when the guy was intending to give us the donation for the upkeep. But whenever he's intending la shamayim, meaning for karbonos, he doesn't know the fact that we end up using it for something is totally allowed. It's a very interesting idea that we don't accept it only when his das is to give us that cash for, for what we need in the base of mikdash. Yeah, no, and all is donated. Right, right, right. I thought only a shlaman was an achir. No, Ola's is an option. There's two types of things you can bring if you want an optional Karbanus. Ola Rishlan, yeah, yeah. May bond the It's just coming by itself that we're going to use it for Klisharis. Okay, very good. Now the Gemara gets a little bit more into this here with Reish Lakash. Again, Reish Lakash shows we never accept the donation he learned it from this pasik. this is again taken from Ezra in the beginning of the second base of Mikdash. it is not for you and us live those base to build the base of So the Pasik is saying that no matter what, you can never participate in keeping the base of Mikdash in Napki. Says the Gemara sima That's the source That we don't donate So we should say further We don't accept donations For the Amah The Amah Samayim Was like there was a stream of water Flowing through the base of Mikdash So for anything In other words We're saying it's not only you know The upkeep of the, uh, of the wall Of the base of Mikdash Even for the stream of the water We don't take And even for the city walls And the towers It goes on to say That you don't have any portion In Yerushalayim either So the same way We wouldn't take it For the actual upkeep Of the base of Mikdash Even for the whole city And stream Strengthening of Jerusalem as well, we don't accept from Kusim or gaim. Okay, great. And again, Rabbi Yochanan, no, that's only to build the base of That's just donations, cash donations afterwards. Or we don't accept, you know, distinctive items later. But to take cash donations for just upkeep at later points, according to Rabbi Yochanan, that is allowed. All right, so now we talk about the din of Kalbun. So remember, what was Kaalbun? If I'm giving a shekel for himself and his friends, right, instead of just giving the half shekel that I'm giving, I pay for a double a currency which is less demand, like a full shekel for me and my friends. So there, there's a chiv to give kaubun, and Rabbi Meir said you have to give two. So it sounds like basically the khachamar saying you give a kaalbun to stam. The chiv of is whenever you're giving a currency which is less of a premium, then you have to compensate the base of the Mikdash. And Rabbi Meir holds, no, when stam, if you have a half shekel, the half shekel has to come together with a Kabon, you have to give two. So the Gemara says, "My time, Rabbi mayor, where did you get this from? you have to pay two kabbonets when you pay a full shekel for you and your friend." The Amr Rabbi Meir, Kishim Sheshekel Torah, just as giving the shekels a chiyav kabbonot Torah. So too, the kabon is a so daraisa, meaning the kabon is part of the chiyav. You give half a shekel, pulse a kabbon. Kasaver Rabbi Meir, Benosin Shekel Therefore, if I'm going to give a whole shekel, the seller, which is worth two half shekels for himself and his friend, so you're going to have to pay two kabonus, one for each of the khiyuv. So according to Rabbanon, the whole nature of the chiyuv is the fact that you're not giving the, the regular half shekel coin at the premium. Instead, you're giving for you and your friend and giving a double coin, which is less of a demand. That's when you're m'chuy of a kabon, one kabon. Ramayor says, no, if you give a half shekel, you have to add on a kabban. So if you pay for you and your friend, then you're going to have to pay two kabonus. How did this whole thing happen? Hashem took out a coin of fire from under the kavod. the Akavut. He Moshe showed Moshe of Amrloz you knew this is what he gives because you knew it has to be a coin perfect like this. Now, what does that mean? Like, what's going on? Well, how does that teach us anything with Kaaba? The terrors is what was our Kalish Baruch Hu saying? A perfect fiery coin is zero blemishes. It's perfectly pristine, you know, everything per- in the amounts of the metal and the silver. So now, when we make currencies, we're human beings. So we're, we're not perfect. So when we make Make coins and we call them. This is the half a shekel. This a weight of silver. That a weight of silver. You never know what other materials may get in and ruin the perfection of that thing. So therefore, there's a chi of midaraisa because ze yitnu means you have to give plus a little bit that makes it for sure that you're giving the half shekel. So according to Rabbi Meir, if I give a half shekel, I have to come with a carbon According to Rabbi Meir, if I according to the chachamim, no such thing. If I come with a half shekel, I don't have to give a cowbone. The whole chi of carbon according to the Rabban is when I give a currency that doesn't have as much demand, so we're missing out on that extra premium to the base of mikdash. That's where you pay. That's the. Name. Nature here of the dispute. Okay, Then we said, So now let's say. Again, you're giving a Mishnah shekel, and instead of giving a shekel, which is the, the high premium, you're giving a Selah, and you take change from the base of Mikdash, you take a shekel back for yourself. So instead of giving them the item of premium, the, 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 the shekel, you, take a, you give them double, and you take back your change from the, from the, with a the coin that has a higher premium. So the Mishnah said you give two kalbonas. So Amar Abdu'l-Lazar, this line that you give two kalbonas, must be around there. So then that's why you give two. To Echad Sholkoshuna saying, one bonus for the shekel he's giving, meaning the fact that you're taking change and taking away a, a coin of greater value from the base of Mikdash, that's Stamachayev you one, because it's not fair. What, you're giving a coin of that has less demand and taking one which has higher demand. So then Stamachayev one, and Mchayev a second one, Out's the Daraisa to always give a Kaabon. That would make sense. So if I'm getting giving giving a Sela and taking back a shackle, I'm Mchayev two. One, out's the fact that I took away the higher demand coin, so I, I compensate the base of Mikdash a little bit for that. It's like they're no worse than a money changer, so to speak. And and, and two is that I, I, I always have to tack on to any half shekel that I have to give, I have to give a kaaba That's where, that's why it would make sense that I would, ha- if I give a sell and take a shekel, I have to give two kabbahs. Only like Rebbe Meir. But according to the Chachamim, there wouldn't be any such halachah. There would be no such din. You'd have to pay two. You'd only have to pay one. You'd only have to compensate the base amikdash for taking away a coin to that has greater demand. Rabbi says doesn't a and So very good. This would make sense. We see in this price in a case where someone gave a sell and is taking a shekel and change. It's only according to Rabbi Meir that he has to pay the two bonus. Says the Gemara, different view. For Avon, my rap says, no, divriach holy. Everybody agrees. Even the Tanakham agrees here, you have to give two. Why? Because Echot knows. and one carbon is for the shekel that he gives, no tel. and one is for the shekel that he takes. So this is a very difficult idea to, to really put into, like, you know, practical finances, why it's like this. But we're saying halachically it's considered two separate transactions. is two separate transactions. I'm giving a Sela. That's how I'm being to. I'm being yaytze with my cella. So, wait a second. Yaytze with my cella, you're giving less of a, de- a coin with less demand. You got to pay a kabban. Okay, now where's the money changer? Then you, what do you go ahead and do? You're taking a shekel from the base of mikdash. So, by taking a shekel, you took away something of demand from us. So, therefore, you have to give another kabban. So, let's say I'm paying for me and my friend. I'm only mukhli of one kabban. I didn't take away anything from the base of mikdash of demand. I just, instead of giving two half shekels, I gave one selah. So, then, then, then I'm mukhli to to, to to pay one kabban. But here, what did I do? I'm only paying for myself. I bring the Selah, I give it to the base of mikdash, and then I take and change the shekel from them of, high de- of higher demand. So I'm a of two. I'm a of two because instead of giving the half shekel, I gave what? I'm giving a sella. so I have to give it with the premium. And then I'm taking my change. So I'm taking the change, it's like a separate transaction. So now it's taking my change, I'm a of a kabul, and then I took away something of higher value. So therefore, even in the Rabbanan, you're going to be a of two in this case. Is that clear? When you're paying for you and your friend, and you pay in a seller, you only pay one. But if I pay for myself and I need change, so I'm giving a sell and taking the shekel, then even according to the Chachamim, you should need to take two, to give two. So now what would come out? I'll die to the Rav according to Rav social Like Rameir, in this case, you would have to pay three. <laughs> two for the premiums that you're giving a coin of less demand and taking away, and two for the one you're taking away. And stop you have to give a kabonass, that's all right. So, so according to a if anything it would be three. Says so, as the Gwatimara supports this also Rabbi, Mia, Shwar Bishop between Rav According to Rameir, in this case where you pay with a sell and take change of, of a shekel, you would have to actually give three kabonas. once for the shekel you're giving, once for the shekel that you're taking. And one would be for the Darai Sahib of Kazayitnu. So it's very interesting stuff, what's going on. What's going on so interesting is that Rabbi Meir's idea of Kabbalah, in the technicalities, the concept is totally different. And Rabbi Meir, when you walk, the simplest machlokas, without all these complicated cases, is you just walk into the basement and you come with your half shekel. Do you have to give a Kabbalah? According to Rabbi Meir, yes. According to Rabbi Bonner, no. According to Rabbi Bonner, the whole nature of Kabbalah is when you're paying with a coin, which has less demand than the half shekel. So let's say you're paying for you and your friend and you're giving a, a, a total sell instead of that, and a, a, seller, a seller currency. Hey, you give a kaba. According to Rebbe Mayer, you actually kind of mechuliev too. You're too in those cases. Why? Because yeah, first of all, the base of mikdash is not worse than a money changer that you'd have to give the extra premium to. And stop, there's a now. It's the out's the half shekel to pay to pay, uh, to, to pay, to pay watch makal, to give, to give the kaoban. And then this other Navqimina that the Gemara is saying here is when, is when you're paying a sell and taking a shekel, we view it as two separate transactions. So even according to our button, it's a of two. If there's two premiums, you have, you have to give extra, one for giving the sell and one for taking away the shekel. And according to Rabbi Meir, there might be a third for giving the s'tam, the etzimchi of kaoban, with the half shekel. Okay, so then we mentioned that there are brothers who are dividing their father's estate. So when they use the money from the estate to cover the half shekels, are they machayiv and cowbone or are they not? So And so we explain this like this. When they're chayiv and cowbone, they're part of from Meisir Behema. What is that case? The case is, they divided the whole estate, and then they re entered into a partnership. Meaning, there's two ways that you can be inheritors. You can just keep it all in the natural state of inheritance, and we all share it equally. But we don't actually divide it, or we can divide and then form a new partnership if we'd like. Those are two different sense of partnership. One is a partnership where I'm the owner, you're the owner separately, and then we come together. And that's what we're talking about here. We didn't have to do that. We could have just kept it all the way it was. So if we did dissolve it and enter into a new partnership, so since it's dissolved, so now they're random brothers. So therefore, they're potter from Eisrsheni because shutafim, random owners, random partners are considered are potter from Eisrsheni. But when they're in their matzav of that, then what's the halacha? They're going to be chayav in Kalbon. Because if I have a random partner that I, you know, I pay for him, so what's the halacha? The halacha is you have to pay a Kalbon. That's the halacha. So if they're going to be chayav in Kalbon, they'll be putter from Eisusheini. That means it's a case where they 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 broke apart the original inheritance, they divided, and they came back together. But in the case when they're Khaibam Iser Behema, their pots are from the That's where they didn't divide it. Meaning they didn't divide it, but just we have all the estate from the father and it's all sitting around. So if we use the father's estate to pay for the chiyah we don't have to give kabun because it's like a father paying for his sons remember when a father pays for his sons any like active charities remember where it's not like a loan or it's not like a loan from one to the other it's just like a general gift then you don't have to give kabun it was a leniency so if it's they, we never divided we're not random partners me paying for you it's just the father's general state it's like the father's estate paying for us then there's no of kabun but in that case they're chayv and my because they're not really partners in order to be a partner there has to be division and then re- entering a new, into a new partnership together if we just all naturally Inherit our father, and there's a tefisas abayis, a general, a general. We all have clinging to the same estate. We're not called partners, and therefore the ptur from is not there. So with that, now we understand the point of the Mishnah. If we're chayiv in kalbone, meaning if we if we dissolve the original Yerusha and we re-entered into a new partnership, now we're using it will be chayiv in kalbone. It'll be ptur from Eisabaim because they're shutim. If the original tefisas abayis, so they're considered like. Not Shutfim, just the father's estate is paying for all of them. They'll be Pater from Kabbalah, but then they're high from Heis because they're not Shudfim. Okay, that was the point that we were making. Now we just want to understand, says the Gemara, we have to be careful when we say that they, they dissolved it and then they re-entered into a partnership. These words that it's true is only where they divided, like let's say, all the goats against the rams and the rams against the goats. So as you know, one brother took rams and the other brother only took goats. So then it makes sense. They're obviously, you know, my Yerusha gave me a portion in, in everything and your Yerusha gave you a portion in everything. So if we end up dividing that you took all the goats and I took all of the rams, so clearly we're basically buying it off of each other. It's like we're purchasing off of each other. So there, if we come back together, it's a new partnership. That's, how, that, that's where the Mishnah makes sense. It's a new partnership. We're going to be from of it. Let's say it's just there were 10 goats. I took five and you took five. And of the rams, I took five and you took five. So in that case, it's not a new partnership. Even though we divided it, it's brera. It's like retroactively that this is always the thing I inherited. So therefore, even if we, even if we enter into the partnership again, we never saw that the Urusha was dissolved. That's the key here. Are we holding it in Yerusha and just being all together? Or was the Yerusha dissolved and having a new partnership? So we're saying there's a difference. What if the way it worked is that of each particular item, let's say of each goats, we divided it equally, then we say it's retroactively That's all what we, what we each were meant to inherit. So we're not like we purchased it off of each other and entered into a new ownership. Even if we just did it that way and then once we enter back together, it's still holding it between us as a bias. And then in the halacha it would still be that we're chayov in my Bahim. That of Pata from Ice Raymond only looks at a case where I took all the goats, you took all the rams. So then clearly that's not the din of the Arusha. The din of Arusha is that we should each have half of each item. So then we say it has to be that it's like we bought it off each other and we're like a new partnership start. Rabbi Yochanan says, no, even if it's a case where we divided each item equally, we divided goats against goats and rams against rams, they're always considered like new purchasers who bought it off each other. In other words, because what he holds in So when you're, when you're dividing something, even if you get half of this item and you, I get half of the item, and we're not just doing random things, but we're saying even within each, the goat, you get half and I get half. We're still buying it off of each other because according to Ein Brera, if you hold Ein Brera the way that the, the Yerusha gives me half and gives you half, really it's giving us all. We're just keep on buying it off of each other. So the dispute, according to Rabbi Yochanan, you'd be putter from my Bema, even in that case where we divided each item, even in that case would be once we dissolve, it's considered dissolved and we're considered new random partners coming together that once we bought off each other at that point. And we just elaborate on this, that people, when you buy animals from someone else, you're part from ma'isam Somebody, either I buy an animal from somebody else, or it's given to me as a present, I don't have to give my behemah. My behemah is only when it was born to me, like, you know, like in my flock, like it was all, there was a natural sense of ownership. So what we're saying here is that according to Rabbi Yochanan, even if it was a type of Yerusha where I got half of the goats and you got half of the goats, it wasn't random, you get all the goats and I get all the rams, we're still going to treat it like purchase that We purchased it off each other and we part of but again, the point that the mission was just making with this was to contrast it to Kalbum. If we didn't divide the estate and it was just sitting there and we used the estate to pay for all of us, we from Kabbalah it's like the father paying for all of us. But if we did divide it, even if we entered into a new partnership now, then if we use the estate to pay. Now it's no different than Stam. You know, me and my partner, if I pay for him, we pay for each other from the estate, then we have to give a kabon. That's why the Mishnah was mentioning this whole thing with Ma'ez or him at all, just to show like a way to remember this interesting idea that if the father's paying for the son, puts it from kabon, whereas if two partners are one paying for the other, they're chayav in kabon.